Welcome to Plugged In. I'm so excited to have you. Um, you. Oh my gosh, I'm like super ecstatic. So, thank you. Um, yes. So we can jump right into this. Um, you know, I, I got people. Wine, girl. Okay. I'm ready. Got Cheers. a little water and something. I got water too. Always water and something. <laughs> so let's so it. yes. So for someone who has never met Felicia Ross or you know just read a bio about Felicia Ross. Who is Felicia Ross? Like, what would you tell someone? <clears throat> I would say that Felicia Ross is a naturalista. She's an independent woman. She's a world music artist. She is a world uh, ambassador of the world, citizen of the world. She's a, a singer, a sister, a lover, a, a, you know, a foodie, um, and someone who's really just here to like make, make it better with with her gifts for for the world and herself okay <laughs> now you started out since the age of three um yes. you know singing and you know playing the piano and stuff so is that what what led to where you are today so how did that skill develop did you were you self-taught <coughs> did you take lessons is there something that you kind of honed in on and said this is where i wanted to focus my career oh man all of it i've been playing piano since i'm three singing since i'm five uh, I mean, in music school from the ages of 10 to 18, signed my first record uh, deal at 16. Wow. Um, been in major lawsuits with record labels where I couldn't sing for years. I'm an independent artist. I mean, I've gone through a lot of things um, and that's brought me to being the person I am today. But as far as the musician that I am today, it's definitely um, years and years of just being a singer. You know, when people, say to me like oh i want to be a singer or like i want to be a this i'm just like just be one and then that's how you become one is you yeah. just be it you know it's like that is all i've ever been my whole life you know as a singer and a piano player so it's just who i am you know and i've kind of molded myself to refine those skills along the way okay so you've worked with you know jamaican artists uh Jack Cure, you've worked with American artist Neo. How is that experience working with? I mean, they're two completely different um, calibers of artists, but how is it like working with them? You know, someone that's Caribbean, someone that's American. Music is music. You know, I think the best part and the funniest part about like uh, being like a, a versatile, a multi genre artist is that, you know, genres switch with simple things that are, that are like, specific to genres of music so like you know a genre like reggae or a genre like soca or a genre like compa can turn from those genres just with a change in a pattern of the drum right you know it's so it's just like it's really the same thing it's just music and connecting melody and you know words and melody together but it's just like are we in trinidad and are we going 140 yeah yeah <laughs> Are we in Haiti? Are we going 85? Or yeah. we rock with Neo at 100, you know? Are we in Portugal at 110? Like, you know, it's like, it's all just like rhythm and specific sounds. So for me, it's all just music. And it's and it's beautiful to like see that it's, it, when you break it down, working with other people, despite language, despite country, despite anything, it really is just that at the end of it yeah. all, at the end of the day. Okay. Now I don't want to butcher her name, but J Jocelyn Barrois, right from Kassab. Um, I know yes. that you worked with her, so that like they basically came together and created Zook, correct? 
Yeah, I mean, they create. They literally created that genre. I mean, right. The so, might be one of the most famous. They they might be the famous most famous band of our generation, our parents' generation, um, in Zouk music. Right, and that you worked with her um, on a project. So tell me about that, because you know, a female, um, someone who's just been doing such great things as well. So is so have you? You know, how is that collaboration? Man, I mean, it's really, all collaborations are, are special because we have something to learn. But that one was really great getting to work with Justine and Saik on, on that's the Kassab remake was great because being like um, liked by our veterans, our like certifiable, like we look to the Masha Montana, we look to the Justine Benoit, we look to the Angelique Kijo and like, we want them to like like us because then we know that there's some longevity in our future. Yeah. You know, like I know if those people are rocking with my music that maybe I might be around here for a little bit longer. Right. Versus like if I'm just rocking on TikTok or I'm just rocking like <laughs> as a flavor of the day, that's great too. And respect to those artists because everybody's got to get, it takes something to get somewhere, you know? Yeah. But working with the veterans just gives me like a peace of mind of like, all right, well, if this person who's been making hit records and performing in stadiums as long as I've been alive is giving, is taking their time out to work with me, then I need to like double down on that and keep going because, yeah. you know, it's respect. You got to give these people respect. It's hard to be in this business. We know that as young women. Yeah, so for anybody sure. that's, you know, as, as a person in their elderly side of their life and who's still rocking and rolling and making money and doing their thing, that's like, yes. You know, I hope to be that. I aspire to be like her one day. Right. <laughs> Is there anyone that you would love to collaborate with? Like, if there's anyone in the whole wide world that you could collaborate with? Easy. Sade. My favorite okay. artist of all time. Okay. Favorite artist of all time. If I could have her career and, like, her, like, influence with how she did such tasteful fusion music. Nobody did fusion music better. I don't care who you put on the thing. <laughs> Nobody did fusion music better than Sade. And also that commercial appeal and that sexual, um, you know, that sexual significance, but also not. I mean, yeah, brilliant, man. Sade. <laughs> Sade. What do you think is your most meaningful project to date? You know, what's something that just, when you think about the project that you've worked on, you know, it really pulls on your heartstrings. Oh, man. All of them pull on my heartstrings in ways because of, of you know, the things that they represent to me. But right. I would have to say, for me, I always talk about this song in my career. It's the first song I wrote in Creole. It's called Lignon Fer La Force. And I wrote it um, due to a tragedy. The, the earthquake that devastated Haiti 10 years ago. Um, and I just wrote the song. There was no, I had never written a song in Creole and I spoke Creole all my life, but for some reason I never, and I listened to Caribbean music, but I never like clicked it to, to do that. And I just wrote the song in Creole as a message to like, I was speaking directly to those people. So instead of speaking in my native tongue, which is English, took it to Creole and that just like changed my life forever. You know, oh, and, wow. and, it, and it opened up, you know, I was already getting to experience the world through Caribbean music and my music with Jack Cure and calling me an unconditional love and getting to travel the world, representing the Caribbean via that music. But once I tapped into like my mom's native language and speaking in the, the language that they spoke 
before they learned my now language. It was just like transcendent into like a new thing. Like, oh, I'm touching on another ancestral. Yeah. Flat, <laughs> That's beautiful. <you> know? <laughs> Thank you. So I just got put on to Zook and Compa the other day. Girl. I'm, I'm officially obsessed. When I tell you, oh my God. So I, my first plugged in series I did with DJ Stacks. Right. And he's kind of, you know, put me onto the music. And I'm yeah, like, he, this he is what it. I've been missing this whole time. Like I could literally sit down and listen to Compa and Zook the way I listen to Soka. It's like when, all day when long. you're taking a night off from right exactly when you, when you want a night off you come out so <laughs> how got you... energy, <laughs> got energy oh my god it's so good and it's so like the the feel of it is just so you know i just want to like hug yeah, myself it's very loving we're a partner i mean it's very it's very like i said if you want so good it's like 130 you want yeah. zook it's like 188 it's like you know <laughs> So how, if you had to describe how to dance, like, so someone's never danced to Zook or Kova. So how would you describe to them? Like, what do they need to know when they want to learn how to do, to do the dance? Ooh, I would say it's about, ooh, knowing where one is. So like knowing where it's like, uh, you know, knowing where to like fall on, to be on beat, like having rhythm, like the most basic rhythms. And also being smooth and not being in a rush to go anywhere. Okay. It's all like you're not in a rush to go anywhere. I always tell myself that when I'm playing the music. Yeah. Like, no, 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 Fee. Like, don't, you don't need to like rush to take them anywhere. Just keep it right there. Just bubble right, right in that groove. <laughs> yeah, just keep it in the groove and like lock into the groove. Yeah. Because Haitian and Kwamba music is about like the groove. Like, they'll be like, and they might play that for like five minutes yeah that same loop but like you're in there and people are, you know uh, why because <laughs> the groove is like in you know they're locked in so i would just say have some basic rhythm know where one is and like not rush to go in. okay and then how would you explain the vibes of the music so if someone's never heard it like how would you explain it to them I would explain it as, well, I mean, for if I'm, when I'm explaining it to people who've never heard it, I always like resort to reggae because it's something that I'm also associated with and just say like, this is a francophone. This right. is a French, a French inspired, African, of course, rooted music, you know? And it's just in another language, A, and then like there's just certain musical things that are done in the beat and then in certain instruments just like in reggae like when you like in reggae uh, like the organ and the skank and thank her it's like a specific thing right you know like we have patterns in 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 our There you are. I'm still here. Can you hear me? Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, yeah, so it's just all, you know, specifics. But I would, I would tell somebody that it's like West Indian music, but in French and Creole with just like certain specifics to it and certain instrumental okay. specifics as well. Okay, 
So given that you speak French, Creole and English, kind you know, of French, kind of French. <laughs> you know, is it a struggle during the creative process? Like, so when you're writing a song, you kind of sit down and say, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to write the song in English. I'm going to write it in Creole. Or do you kind of just go with the flow? And as it comes to you, you just write. Kind of that. And also like the vibe depends on also where I am. Like if okay. I'm in Canada or like, if I'm in France, I might be like compelled maybe a little more to write in French. Or like okay. if I'm like in Haiti, like I'll want to sing in Creole. Or like it's, it depends on the musicians I'm with or like the, the season I'm in. Or, you know, it's like it really depends on the vibe. But also okay. it's just like it's just like a toolkit. It's just like your spice cabinet. You open your spice cabinet when you're cooking and you're, ooh, what, what do I have? Like, do I just have salt and pepper? Do I have like right. – like a rack of spices that I can like tailor make this dish with. That's kind of like how I look at um, my career and my music. Shout out to Keisha. I see him showing up to us in the building. Portugal and Africa. Hey, hey. International. Um, you know, it's all about using those toolboxes. You know, someone like him is a perfect example of that. Like someone who speaks him, he speaks Portuguese and English and French and like his native language in Africa. It's like, why not just like decide based on the vibe what to use, you know? Yeah. And so that's like a gift. I'm really glad to do that. And it's a way to connect. You know, Definitely. So that's how do you how do you think the music translates to others? So, you know, each audience would be different. You know, you have your English speaking, you have your R&B yeah. vibes, you have. So how do you think it's received by the public? I mean, I, I think the best receptions that I've gotten in my career are like when I'm just like being myself as much as I like, I am a, <clears throat> pardon, I am a mixed woman from South Florida who was raised in a multicultural background. My mom speaks so many languages. Like I'm, you know, like I'm used to just like an eclectic palette of just yeah. life. And so I think people like seeing me do that because they know it's me and it's like, I have a little bit to offer in all the, like, in like having like, like you said, an R&B background or a Caribbean background and like having like an authentic Caribbean, you know, knowledge base and an authentic soul and R&B base and authentic things because I've gotten to see things based on my environment and in my, my family, you know, so I'm really lucky and people let me, they let me live. And they that definitely makes you stand out as well. So <laughs> I think so. I mean, at this point, especially now with the world, like, I mean, you see what's going on in the social, the social justice reform that people are trying to seek and black people trying to get their respect and equality and like, just like people just saying, look, just bring you to the table and support like people that didn't support black businesses support black business and black people. Yeah. Like, are we investing in each other? And like, where are we at? Like, do that and like, just let people love on you for who you are. And so I think. I'm, I'm lucky to get to do that because I'm trying to do that even more. Like, more hairstyles, more music styles, more cooking styles, more traveling, yeah. more countries. Like, I've gotten a chance to see Trinidad and Tobago because I've, through music, been able to get there. I'm not Trinidadian, but, like, music brought me there and I got to experience that. And, like, I have a connection to that and those people. And that's great. Like, I don't want to miss out on that. Yeah, for sure. You're, we're we're always welcoming you to Trinidad. You're welcome oh, to come anytime. I've never been to Carnival and I really want to go. And I was saying this year, of course, before coronavirus, I'm like, this is the year, like next year I'm going to go. Like it's Well, they're still conversing, saying that it may happen. So I will definitely keep you abreast of that situation. I hope. I mean, 
it's, it's cultural. It's such a beautiful part of culture, y'all's culture, yeah. and like what y'all do. You know. Okay, so walk us through the moments before you hit the stage. Like, I want to know, you know, what ha what goes through your mind, or do you have a ritual before you touch the stage? That's usually the most quiet you'll ever find me, which is funny because <laughs> I'm a talker. I, I like to talk and like share and like, but like right before I go on, like I like to just like take a moment and breathe something I don't do like I like I wish I did that like in every moment of life but like when it comes to like right before I go on stage like I know like first of all I'm gonna exert a lot of energy and so like I need to be ready to like be able to keep up with the energy and also to like ready to be a portal to like give people what they came to see like maybe somebody's going through a hard time at the work yeah a hard time with family or they needed this show to like disconnect from their maybe sickness or whatever. And like, I need to make sure that when they come, that they get their life and they enjoy. And like, I'm a portal, like that's what I'm doing. So I need to like be ready to like leave my own stuff. Yeah. At the door and be ready to like. Be okay, a vessel I, of love for other people. That's right. And like be yeah. ready to like do deliver for people on what they paid and, ex and energetically expected, you know, it's two things. Yeah. They spent their hard earned money to, to see this and invest in this and drive and get dressed up and for them, you know, and do the whole thing to like have me come make them feel something. Right. You know, so let me be, be ready for that. So I'm usually quiet and just like, that's usually it. I'm just like quiet and just more like having my wine, water, tea, whatever three of the competition yeah. or one of whatever, <laughs> whatever the night is calling for. Right. Just like being ready to just, you know, do a great job. Yeah. What's your favorite part of entertaining and performing? The people. That's always been my favorite part. You know, it's like, it's again, being a vessel. It's like, there's something that is not even my own that like I can share with people and people can share with me. And like it, they don't own it and I don't own it either. But we can all like share in it. That's right. the best part, you know, and I've, and it's been like something that I've always connected with people over the years. It's been my entire life. That is what my life is, you know, like making people feel things through music. Yeah. And I perform for them, you know, and that's really cool. And so that's definitely my, that's definitely my favorite part. <laughs> well, I know that being a female in this industry is not always, you know, apples and cherries and ice cream. So how have you... That's why have wine. <laughs> I know. Cheers to that again. Cheers to that. Cheers to all the ladies in the business. Amen. Um, yeah. So how have you maintained relevance with your brand without compromising, you know, your integrity and your professionalism? Well, thank you for the question. I, I, I have to say that I don't know if I'm doing that, but I'm trying to, A... B, I mean, like you said, like we, we're women and that, that's a challenge, but also like I've been in the industry for years. I'm getting older. I like, I, I, that's okay. You don't that's look a day over 25. That. I just want Girl. to put it out there. Girl, <laughs> thank you. And, <laughs> and, and thank God for just like those things not mattering as much anymore. And also like, guess what? Like, do I want to be like the artist that's chasing being like capped off at 25 or do I want to be Aretha Franklin or, right. or, you know, like Nina Simone or people who are like singing to Sarah Vaughn, like till the end, yeah. Justine Benoit, she's still like doing her thing. 
She's like, I still look great. I sound great. I don't care mm -hmm. that I've been out here for 35 years. And so, I mean, I think I do it by just being myself and also like showing people like, if they can like this, they can, they can I have something for them because this is the bear, this is who I am. I yeah. can always be this, you know? I can't be something doctored, but I could be this. So, you know, I think it's just maintaining that and also honing in on a skill that is an actual skill, like vocal performance and musical integrity and playing, like that is a skill that I have spent my life working on and I'm still spending my life working on. And that I think that's how I stay relevant. It's like focusing on that and also like doing me exploring, you know, with fashion and style and music and all the things that I do, like that's what I do, you know? And, yeah. But, but like having a skill that ages well, if you will. Right. What would you say is your biggest lesson that you've learned that you can, you know, teach someone that wants to come into the, this industry, who wants to become a singer um, or a writer or whatever the case is? What, what advice do you think you would give them from something that you've learned? I think just exactly that, what I just said. Like, you can, and people are successful as well doing it not that way. But, like, having a skill that you, like, live your life towards, like sharpening is 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 a gift because it gives you that like that like light at the end of the tunnel that you might need that might not be always so clear to see but is always there when you have your eye on a prize that is like a right. like like an actual goal like i always say that for me i try not to set goals i try to have good systems in my life and business and like the way I take care of myself or the way that I take care of my home or the way that I take care of my business or the way that I take care of my practice, like good systems, not like, oh, I want a Grammy, but like, I want to have, I want to preserve the like musical integrity of my instruments and like right. how I use them. That's a better goal. It's not a goal. It's a system because it's lifelong. Exactly. It's not like once I do it, it's over. So it's right. like, use those, you know, I would say that'd be the advice. Like, use these foundational systems as your like mode and just be the, the artist instead of like trying to become something just right. be it because it, it, it it'll become your story at the end of it okay i think that's great advice and a lot of people wouldn't necessarily look at it in that way as well sometimes you need to hear someone else say it for you to be like yeah. okay that makes kind of that makes sense you know right so you're an independent artist and you mm -hmm. kind of practically run all your business so we know all of the pros of that but what are the cons of, you know, being an independent artist and having to deal with all of that? And do you have any suggestions that you would share with persons who are um, songwriters who are looking to kind of branch off and do their own thing? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of cons. I mean, A, if you're not like, it took me a lot of time to like decipher this because I was always like, when I released Call On Me, I was getting my biology degree from the University of Miami. Like, I wow. was like... Right. So like I was like in calculus and organic chemistry and like doing all this stuff. And then I was still like going to Jamaica and like performing like in on a beach in Ocho yeah. Right. <laughs> so like I didn't understand that like that dynamic was like unique to me as much. And so like my ability to manage my ability to manage different facets of my career, like it's all in the interest of singing and playing piano. Right. I only do that stuff because I want to sing and play piano, right? But like doing good accounting or good logistical skills or employing the right people or having the right musicians is all 
things that like, if I mess that up, I could not be able to sing and play the thing that I want to do. Right. So in order to do that, I need to manage all those things well so that I can get to the thing I really want to do. Correct. So like, if you know that you're a spirit that is someone that's like multifaceted in a way where like, you're like, okay, I have good communication skills. I have good, you know, even like grammar. Like, if like, don't like not send me an email and not have proper grammar and like want to do business. Right. Like, you need that. Like, that's foundational. Things. Basics. Like, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter if I want to be a singer. And that's what I want to do. I still need to be able to write a formal email. If Barack Obama emails me and asks me a question, I need, I need to, to know how to respond. respond. <laughs> I need to be able to respond to him. Yeah. Exactly what he needs to hear. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and so I say all that to say it's like, hey, that's a con. But like, if you have weaknesses in certain departments, outsource it to the people that and, and like know the job. Like, don't like skate just because like for me, I can take those things on and I do and I outsource things because I, I can balance, you know, right. navigate things and I do make more money that way. And I, although I also lose more time, second bit, probably biggest con, I spend, I mean, I was spending in 2018 and 19, I was probably spending, even though I was a touring artist, 80% of my time doing business. And I was on the road yeah. 12 months a year and I was still doing more business. Why? Because I would have to wake up, delegate things, uh, you know, creative direct, do budgets, do finance, see if a a route was physically possible for me because I was the one taking the flights. I was the one getting on the plane. I was the one having to get to the soundtrack and make sure my voice was good. Like, so it's like, for me, it was a pro because volleying back and forth. Yeah. On, it was a pro because I knew the workload that it takes to be an artist in this world. I know what it takes. I don't have to ask somebody what it financially takes or physically takes or right. mentally takes or, you know, logistically takes. But a lot of people don't have that sentiment. So that's okay. But just know it still and know all the yeah. dimensions and outsource it well if you are not going to take it on yourself. You know, I think that's the biggest con advice that I could give. Yeah. Like, you know, know the jobs. Like, just don't say like, oh, I want to be an artist and I make money off Spotify. How do you make money off Spotify? Yeah, you need to know the ins and outs. You need to know, you know, how are you making royalties? Right. You need to know what you need how to How are find. you making royalties? Do you yeah. make a performance royalty or do you make a songwriter's royalty or publisher's right. royalty? Who collects that royalty? Do you, you know? And if it's not you yourself or like Felicia Delana, Felicia Delana Publishing, who collects my publishing, which is me, if it's not me that's doing I need to know the person that's doing it, how they do it. So that when I delegate them to do it, I can hold them accountable for doing it. And you know what's going on. <laughs> right. Same thing on the bandstand. For me as a musician, like, I am very, very demanding on stage to sound technicians and musicians because I know what I'm going to, what I'm going to come do when I come play. Mm -hmm. And so when I turn to a musician or a sound technician or a stylist or a makeup artist and I say, no, I need this. I know the job. I know why I need you to do this like this for me because I know the job. Because yeah. I need I need to know the job because it's a dimension of again the bottom line singing and playing that's why Correct. I'm there I just want to sing and play but I got to look the part sound the part play the part be the part the full the part <laughs> yeah the full gamut honey I have thing. to tell you so the first time I saw you perform was my first I guess Compa Zook event in right. Miami this was two really? years ago we we were supposed to go so my friend and I were supposed to go to a Trini Soka party. 
And he was like, nah, he's like, our boy Stax is coming in town. He's playing at this party. Let's go. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go because I didn't know anything about the music. I'm like, I want to go to the soca party. So we get there and everyone is like dressed like Sunday best. Yes. Like, shorts and a top. And I'm like, I'm not going in there. Everybody's dressed up really nicely, you know? Yeah. He's like, don't worry, you know. So Stax we came about us. We went and I stayed till the end. And that's actually when we first met. And I listened to you perform. And I was like this <laughs> the whole time. Like, your voice is so beautiful. The energy that you exude when you perform is just so incredible. And from that day, I was like, I'm going to have a conversation with her. It's going to happen. Thank I'm you. manifesting this from now. It's going to happen. Thank you. Well, thank you for coming to the show. And thank you for enjoying our music. You know, I think it's important for Caribbean people to share each other's music. Like, I love yep. soca music. I love reggae music. I love dancehall music. I love compa music. Like, I love, and I love also that, like, it connects me to worlds. Like, yes. why miss out on that fly party? Why not come in and join us and have fun? Yep. And stay in, like, see, like, a whole different dimension and, and, you know, and vibe out. Why not? Yeah, the energy was unreal. Like, everybody was just so happy. And, you know, the lights got dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. And I'm like, what's yeah. happening <laughs> And then I was, I was dancing by myself. Oh, it, was, it was really good. And from that moment, I was like, wow, this, is, this music is so beautiful. And I kept saying, you know, how come Trini people don't know about this? Like, you know, now Marshall has done stuff with Kasab. And now people are right. now being introduced to it. But a lot of people that. have no idea what Kofa and Zook is, you know. So I'm just grateful that now I know. Cause it's, yeah, well, big up to you and big up to Marshall. Yeah, he's... He's done a lot of, I know he collaborates with a lot of producers, Haitian producers, like yeah. Wonder with Angela Hunt, one of y'all's also great Trini artists. Yes. You know, he's their partner together, you know. I know that the Trini community, when they when they are faced with it, they, they are embracing it, you know. Yeah. Like, the woman who started my locks is a Trini woman. Oh, wow. Yeah. Look like, I went to, I did my research, and I did my research, and I went in Brooklyn to this woman, Liza Molzak. And she's Trini, and she put so much love on my hair, and like she she gave me the size, and like did I mean like Trini people got love for the Caribbean, you know? Yeah. They got love for each other, and we got love for y'all too. And so I think it's good that you know we can be a bridge to some of these other cultures that are so not together, and like we just have to. I think it's a language barrier too, but also like I know that like rah rah music is like the same tempo as soca, so like yeah. it's not a far off thing. You know, we just have to. We just have to continue, like, you know, embracing each other's music and yeah. like, letting each other do what they do. Like, soca music is different than compa or zouk. Right. And they're not meant to be the same thing. They're meant to be two separate entities that represent the Caribbean with the same valor and the same amount of musical greatness, you know? Yeah. Your mom is Haitian and your dad is Russian-American, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so that's, that's a very interesting combination. <laughs> Yeah. How do you think, you know, um, that combination of culture, of culture has influenced your, your music or even your life on a whole? I mean, it, it's, it's, it's everything. It's why I have, you know, access to um, this world outside of America. You know, shout out to my mom. She's in the live already. She's, she's been hey, mom. commenting. Girl, she speaks 11 languages. Wow. Like, she was already, like, when people are like, oh, you made a lane all for yourself. I'm like, no, like my mom was speaking mad languages. She was already like, you know, traveling the world and like always, like I always knew that I was gonna be like out there. I just didn't know how. how? And like, I always like was, you know, uh, 
around multifamily. Like I said, I'm from South Florida. Multi I live in New York now. Like always been around mad cultures, always been around people. Like it's been like ingrained in me to like embrace that. And like when I go to Trinidad, I'm not saying, oh, I worry about it. I'm saying, whoa, show me Trinidad. Yeah. Show me what the, you know, it's like, or when I'm going to wherever, I'm saying, show me your thing. Oh, this is what we do. Oh, wow. This is similar in this way, you know? Yeah. And like, teach and learn. Things. Exactly. Yeah. And like loving on it. And that's a lucky thing. I'm really I think, lucky for that. I think that, so the Haitian community is a very, what I've noticed in, you know, the most recent months, that the Haitian community is a very proud community and it's very oh. admirable. Um, how do you think that the Haitian community can do more to unite, you know, abroad especially? Oof, girl. <laughs> I mean, that's what I spend my career preaching. I, I spend my career preaching like, look, we want our, I'm like, I have the hair sticking up, it's bothering me. We want our, we want to be received by the world certain ways, but we need to, we need to do it within ourselves in like showing even more love to each other embracing our own people embracing our own like i try like you'll never see me on no divisive bs with nah haitian female artists anywhere if i got a beef with you i'm gonna be talking to you directly about that beef. yeah i'm not gonna be out here like tearing you down like the the community needs unity and need like we represent something that's bigger than ourselves we also represent you guys you guys mm -hmm. also represent us exactly so we, need to, we need to really take the time to like break down our problems. Like, okay, in America, we're doing Black Lives Matter and we're trying to break down the barriers of like black people needing to understand that black lives need to matter as much as every other life, right? right. But it, I would say like in our community, like colorism is a problem. Light skin is supposed to be regarded better than dark skin, that's yep. yes. Like we need to break down some of these things and face some of these things and, and, and like hold each other accountable too, you know, along the way. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Now, <clears throat> have you found it, speaking of, you know, the colorism and so forth, so because you weren't born in Haiti, but you do a lot of, like, Creole music and stuff, have you found it difficult to kind of break through um, to the audience of Haiti? Or has has it been difficult? Or did they kind of just accept you off the bat when you started doing music? Uh, oh, I definitely had to, I definitely had to work for my um, respect. And Rightfully so, you know, right. their, their swag and influence gave me the juice to do what I do, thank you, you know? So it's, I mean, it, it is understandable. And Caribbean people are very, I mean, we're some of the hardest critics in the world. Yep. <laughs> and you know what, that has helped me. Because with the same grit where people stand in front I'd be like, and did you come to have a good time or what? Let's go. You, you, you ready to have a good yeah. time? You know, it's like it challenges you. And um, that's okay. And I did face challenges, especially being like American. You know, there's already a stigma. Mm -hmm. But also, like, it only took me just saying, look, I'll give a damn. You want to be mad about it? Don't, nobody force you to listen to my music. You don't have to listen if you don't love right. it. Right. Everybody else can love it, and you don't have to. And then, like, oh. And then also, like, I am who I am. My Creole might sound like this, but I'm still one of you. I still am writing for you. And then it was like, all right, she's... She's a real she, one. Well, she's a real one because she's also not saying she's us. Yeah. I'm not saying, like, I'm professing to be them. I'm professing to be 
a, a first generation Haitian American in America. And promoting the culture. Whose mother came here to give me a better life and is promoting what I know. That's what I was taught. That's, yeah. who, I, that's who I learned everything from. That's what, she wasn't an American until she came here to have me. Like, she wasn't in America. She was there. So that's not my fault, but I, that's like, that's who I am, but also it's who I am. Yeah. So like, that's the only thing that I owe them is to be who I am and to make distinctions about who I am and who they are and how we need to be thinking about them and like respecting their, their um, stories and also respecting my own story and like being okay with my story being different than right. everybody else. So, okay. you know, I think I've gotten over that hump and I, I mean, it really is all love. When I, when I touch down there, it's like, yo, we love you and we're fighting for you and we're rooting for you. And it's, it's really not like, I don't have any female artists that are jealous or hating or mad. Like I get respect in the street. I love it. That's I what really it's all do. about. Yeah. <laughs> I get the best compliment. I always tell this story. I did a show in Haiti in April last year and it was like off season for the tourists. So like in August and December is when you see like people from, or something like January, bleeding into January, like when like season starts for like, yeah. you know, people traveling to the Caribbean. That's when like people are there in like April or like July. Like that's when like the local cats are usually there. And I went to do a show. And so that would mean the me is not there. I'd be there in the December and the August, yeah. like, like the festivals and like, you know, the local cats will be, or like right. the people that live there will be there. And I went to this, you know, performance at this spot called Fubar, shout out to them. They're like the hottest like club lounge in, in Port-au-Prince, right, okay. in, in the capital. And, and I was having my, my quiet moment, which I had before the show that you asked me, and I was sitting just quietly before the show and the woman, and she's a black woman, um, two sisters, and they own the place with their brother but they run the place, which is so big up to them, female owned business. Mm -hmm. And the, one, the sister comes to me and she says, you know, you're really interesting. I said, why? She goes, not only are you not Haitian, cause you're, you're an American, but like you're in Haiti in a time when there's no like tourists here. Right. And you got gangsters from gangs in, in the club. You got diplomats in the club. You got, you got ratchet girls in the club. You got students in the club and everybody's just here and they're all together. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, and you don't even live here. She's like, I've never seen that before. And that compliment hit me so hard because that, that like represents who I am as an artist. Like, yeah. yes, I'll have the diplomats, diplomats. Yes, I'll have like the ballers. Yes, I'll have the, the street cats. Yes, I'll have the ratchet girl. Yes, I'll have like, the thoughts and the, yeah. and the, the bourgeois <laughs> and also all of them are welcome in my table. Like that's who I am. Yeah. I don't care. Like do what you do. I'm all of y'all. I'm everybody. I'm like <laughs> I am all of those people, you know? So like, like live on. And you know, like that's again. So like working for people's trust and their like thing is not a problem for me because I'm like, I'm all those people and I'm, I'm here to do the music. So yeah. You know. How do you, you know, you, you're in this entertainment life and I know a lot of people find it difficult to remain humble. So yeah. how Always. do you maintain, you know, humility? Never drinking the Kool-Aid girl. Is that <laughs> as cute as it can be as one second is as bad as it can be. And I think my experiencing some really 
awful things in the industry. It humbled me early on to like knowing how shit could hit the fan real quick. And you could be feeling yourself real, you could be feeling yourself and then it turns. And so that, and just like my, that's just my nature. Like, I just want to sing songs. I ain't trying to really be doing extra than just like singing my songs and minding my business and like, don't try me out here in the street and like, don't let me get too hungry anywhere, guys. That's it. Yeah. As long as those three things, it's like, as long as I do those three things, I am like, just like doing my thing, did to do in the world. Like, right. I'm not trying to bother anybody, you know, and, and that's just what it is. It's just like, you just have to like, do what you are meant to do and like, bring other people joy and like, just play your role. Play your role out here, you know? And I think remaining humble is a part of that because if you really are doing it just for that, then it's it's nothing more than just being who you are. Yeah. It's just my job. Just like if I worked at the post office or if I worked, if I bad grit, like it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. That's just what I do. You know, or if I was a doctor or a teacher, like, no, I sing songs and play songs for people. I love your energy. It's so, it's so raw and genuine and Thank real. You. Thank you. Well, I mean, I am who I am. And there's people who don't like it. That's okay for them, too. It ain't for everybody. That's what I always say. It <laughs> doesn't have to be. Yeah, I saw that meme the other day. Uh, and I actually say that, you know, you're not for everybody. Not everybody's going to like you. And I think when people start understanding that, your life changes, you know? Right. So a lot of people want validation from others. They feel like they need to have the, you know, people validating them and appreciating them. And, you know, not everybody is supposed to be a part of your journey. So once you Ooh, figure girl. that out... Say you know. that again, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Not everybody's supposed to be a part of your journey. And guess what? It's okay to transform, too. You could have once cared about that and then said, you know what? Nah, I'm good. I'm going to change my way. And, like, the things I used to value or, like, that I unnecessarily put value on, I'm not going to do that anymore. And, you know, yep. like, getting better and, like, getting more in touch. I want to get more in touch with the gift and, like, the gift that I can receive and give with doing what I do. Right. You know, being more of myself, being more like okay with myself, being more uh, okay with my talent and my and my and my connection with fans and the world and like especially now, you everybody's got to have something to say about every damn thing. Yeah, you don't have a choice but to show people who you are. Yep. Or put on a facade, which a lot of people do, and like pretend to be somebody else, and that is too tiring for me. I'm not, I ain't got time for that. Again, I just want to sing songs. Yeah. <laughs> so you just did this beautiful song, um, Take Me to the King, I believe that's what it's called. Oh, yeah. That's the yes. rendition of a beautiful yes. gospel song that I like. Yes. So um, I actually played it at the beginning and everybody was like, beautiful voice, beautiful voice. So tell me, like, what are your thoughts on what's going on in the world right now? You know, when it comes to this, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, um, just, you know, how, how are you dealing with this? I've been really upset and, 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 and like obsessed with what's going on in, in America because it's all coming to a very gruesome head. And it's a time for everybody to just put it all out on the table. And so I've been very sensitive to what I'm saying and also very passionate to what I say in a positive and negative way. If somebody is like giving me resistance, I'm very, very adamant to be clear that I believe in the Black Lives Matter movement. I believe that police brutality needs to end. I believe that colorism needs to end. I believe that there is racial 
and 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 I'll add sexual meaning woman to male yeah. uh, segregation and in and and disadvantages and that we're plagued with that in society and that it needs to end and that we need to give respect to the plights that people have gone through and that um we have to have some grace in how we deal with it you know like we we were supposed to do this live weren't we supposed to do i was supposed to do a live last week that i had to cancel because i'm like i can't be online yeah. i need to get like i can't be like oh here's my cute selfie and like right and then at home like in my own family and like all i'm talking about and thinking about is this and it is affecting me yeah like this can we can put this down for a day because bigger things are happening that need to be attended to so i just feel strongly about it and passionately about it i also feel proud because it's also shown me how like on the right side of a lot of these things i already am and that i don't have to do any shifting that like the shifting that a, a lot of people in this country are trying to figure out how to do supporting black owned business yeah. i make all my money from black business right black people pay my bills they come and see me they listen to my music like i already invest in black entrepreneurs and also in non-black people who support in our thing those are the only like non-black people that i'm rocking with in my business so it's a good check-in moment to say wow i'm already like here and like, yeah as far as like in the where a lot of people need to strive to get as far as knowing that we need to support these businesses and be independent and be proud and not be like thinking that we're below or above and like knowing where we need to stand and the, the power of the dollar and economy and like art and design and like black beauty and excellence and like appreciating it i'm glad to like check in and say oh i'm glad i'm like yeah like nobody was coming on my page asking me where i was or what i like how i felt nobody was wondering what felicia had to say in my in my collective group and i found that interesting like i was like going back and forth with it on like my personal facebook from people i went to high school with growing up in like a white like neighborhood where a lot of americans and not like there were a lot of haitians but like and caribbeans but also not like white people mm -hmm. like i was fighting with those people not like my like like professional instagram or facebook like nah there was not like one antithesis like antagonistic comment which is quite a reflection of again my career yeah and the check in that i was like oof thank you god i'm really lucky <laughs> you know really really wow okay <laughs> excuse me now i ask this question with a lot of my guests what is your definition of self love like, what does self-love mean to you? Because I think that as Caribbean people, especially, we struggle with this. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm one of them. I mean, I struggle. I guess I, I should say, no, let me take that back. I don't struggle with self-love at all. I'm very adamant about self-love. I struggle with self-care. Okay. The two are... Take, they go together, but they're not. The but same. they're still independent. Yeah, I definitely have right. this issue with self care because self care Sundays never happen. <laughs> right, I'm never like putting the little like cucumbers on my eyes yeah. and like taking all day to like wash my hair and like, oh, I'm just like doing my nails and hair today and I'm just taking a bath. Like, no, <laughs> that never happens in my. Although I'm ashamed of that. Like that's yeah. self care. Self love is like loving my, you know big drumstick thigh legs and you know drumsticks they used to call me in middle school because my <laughs> legs were all 
big on top and little <laughs> on the bottom. Embracing that, embracing natural hair and my natural skin, my age and my, my career and my story. Like that's self-love to me. And I, I think that it goes to just being authentic. Again, that authenticity, it's like, you don't have to run if you're like, if you're just like loving what you are. And then you just, when you give people an opportunity to just see and love that, then you have an easier time loving yourself because people yeah. are loving you for who you are and then you don't have to do anything else and just be who you are. So then it's just an easier, you know, cycle. So I think that self-love is authenticity, just being yourself. That's the best way that you can love yourself, in my opinion. That's a great answer. But how are we going to rectify this issue that you have with self-care? You know, do we have to hold you accountable once a month? Amisha has like an hour where she does a face mask and moisturizes her skin uh, extra. <laughs> extra, right. I do do the moisturizing, but like the, like, lab like, the laborious relaxing, like yeah. I don't do that. I don't do the like, I'm like, okay, let me do this because I got to get to the email. Uh, I got to do this because I got to get to the, you know, it's like, oh, well, let me like quickly get my nails done because I got to practice. Yeah. It's never like, oh, I'm going to spend five hours. And just sit there. Having my cuticles. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've never been a girly girl. I've never, I think it's also that. I but, totally um, feel you on that. But it's important. You know, my girlfriends are telling me it a lot now too. Because they're like, you never stop. You don't take a moment. You don't live in the present. You're always like, okay, what do I have to do for work? Where do I have to go? What do I have to do? And I'm like, every right. Sunday I say, okay, I'm going to put on a mask. I'm going to buy a hair mask. And Sunday comes right. and I'm on my laptop for the whole day. I visit my dad and then that's the end of the day. And I'm like, right. great. Right. There was no self-care here. There was no, yeah, exactly. You got to do that. We both got, let's hold ourselves accountable. Okay. I mean, and I'm, I'm even embarrassed, like in the quarantine, I, I like, did that like the first day I was like okay I'm gonna wash my hair and like even if I'm home like I need to and of course hygiene that's not yes like hygiene we're not talking about like basic hygiene and like no 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 being <laughs> fresh and like your hair being clean and like of course I'm talking like the extra like, steps relax exactly mm -hmm. the essence of how you do it like I need to do that better like I got a bathtub I got Epsom salt in the bathroom I got some essential oil once I a week a, I could take a bath right now yeah I could but like maybe I'm not because I'm like oh I need to get these files back up or I need to like I could just say all right for an hour let's just for an hour girl yeah at least once a month I'm we're, I'm gonna hold you accountable and you're gonna hold me accountable once a month is good yes that sounds really it's good. definitely do at least two hours you know we we lay down and we do a mask and we right. relax and just you know have a moment yes. we'll see how this goes. <laughs> Once so, a month. Okay, we're in June. Let's try to get it done and let's talk in July and see. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, let's at least try for June. Yeah, no, we got to do it in June and then hold ourselves accountable. Okay, in July. July. Okay, deal. Done deal. We have a ton of yeah. people that are on here that's going to message us and say, hey, yeah. did you guys have your self-care day? <laughs> right. Um, this live is actually going to cut off in one minute. I'd love to ask you just a few light more questions if you don't mind coming back on just for a sure. few minutes. Okay, awesome. So everyone, we're going to just pop off and pop back on because Instagram, you guys know the stories after hour. They don't like it. Someone asked me, do I have a mumu on? Yes, that's a great question. Ooh. I have a mumu from Africa on. Wow. Look, look at them being all attentive. I love, my I love it. <laughs> I can hear the little grasshoppers. <laughs> you listen. The Caribbean Let's not talk about those things. And I love those things. <laughs> 
it, wish it, I had that. It's, it's refreshing, you know, because you, you, you think of, it's like nostalgic because you think of growing up in the islands and stuff. But when it's three o'clock in the morning and you're up and you're then trying to go to bed and then you hear birds chirping and you hear yeah. grasshoppers and frogs, I'm like, it's three o'clock. I don't understand why right. you guys are awake right now. The birds, <laughs> it's funny that you say that. I was just sitting on my fire escape as I'm in Manhattan. So I don't have the birds chirping in the, the oh, sea and the land, right? So I'm in I Manhattan. But the same thing, I'm like reading my book and this bird is like going off. And I'm like, oh, but then I'm like, you know, like you deserve to be here just like me. So yeah. go ahead, go on. <laughs> you, you have that instant moment at first where it's like, really, really? But then you're like, oh, you're part of nature. Exactly. And like, you know, it's... But it's frustrating at 3 a.m. when I'm now turning in for bed and I'm like, really, right. guys, right, right now? Couldn't wait till 5, like right. 3 o'clock. <laughs> right. So what is a mantra that you live by? If you have one. I do. I do have one. Do what you can with what you have right where you are. Ooh, I like that. That's my favorite. Oh, what did I just press? Oh, geez, I'm always pressing the wrong button. Sorry. I do that all the time. Oh, here. <laughs> do what you can with what you have right where you are. That's my, that's. You need to put that on a t-shirt. Yeah, I mean, I always tell, whenever people ask me this question, I answer it with this because I think it's so important, especially as artists on journeys. Like, we, I really have no idea what the hell I'm doing. I'm just like right. going, I'm just like trying to always make the right move right now. And that's what that quote represents. Like you can always turn it around as my mom always t has told me. Like she's always said like, you could always change your decision. Like if you made the wrong decision, you could always turn around and do something else. So right. you have that on your side, but like you only have what's right in front of you to kind of maneuver with. So like cherish that and like, don't think you need more or don't, or, or don't like, you know, don't trip so that you end up getting less. But just like do what you use, what you have to like get yourself to the next thing. Yeah, I'm gonna write that down. I really, really do what like you that. can with what you have, right where you are. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. If you can do anything tonight, like anything at all, you had it was money wasn't an option. You know, like nothing stopping you. So just anything that you could do tonight, what would you do? Oh boy, I would be watching the sunset that I'm seeing happening outside the New York window on a boat somewhere insane with some crazy grill, fr fresh grill and crazy cuisine and crazy good wine and like a show like in a day later or before. Actually, I would want to have had the show last night. The <laughs> show was last night. Yeah, you're relaxing and all I'm day relaxing today. now. And, um, and I'm just feeling the breeze and the sea. I'm really missing the sea right now. And the, okay. you know, I think I'm like a self-proclaimed mermaid. So, so I feel the same way. Right. However, I can't swim. However, <laughs> you Why? know, they, if they if you do a poll, I'm convinced that if you were to do a poll of how many Caribbean people no, a lot can actually can. swim, a lot can't. Yeah, failure. Yeah, yeah, a lot like, can't. You know, my but, nickname is Fish. My mom calls me Fish. She keeps putting little fish symbols in the. I see it there. The so need read. That's my mom, and she's. Fish was my nickname because of how much I swam. I just swam and swam and swam all day. Yeah. I was like, and everybody always asks me, why are your music videos by water? I'm like, because I'm a mermaid. You just don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> I really fun. need to stop saying that I'm a mermaid, just given that I can't swim. But it, I'm no, going to learn. You can, still be a, you can still be cute on the shore. Yeah, you know. Just, <laughs> and my hair's red. Well, it was. I have to go get it done. But <laughs> Right. We got um, okay. to swim. 
I yes, definitely. Because I love being water gives me a sense of peace. I always say that. Like I love to just exactly. it could be a lake, it could be a small pool of water. I just really exactly. love to be by water, you me know. Too. So, let's see what else we have here. When and where were you happiest in your life? I mean, always. I mean, I always find I mean, life is stressful as an artist, so there's always something hard happening even when you're successful. So I would say that for for that there's that but also like the beauty is just like in having the chance to live and also getting to experience the world in the way that I have. Mm -hmm. Like I have a really, if I never got on a plane again, god forbid, I would have already seen so much stuff. That's what this coronavirus stuff is maybe thinking like, oh my yeah. god, what am I not seeing like I've normalized the way I was traveling the world and like how I had so many people from all over the world and I had people from all over the world checking on me. That's insane. Like yeah. I don't have a favorite place or a favorite thing because I need all of it. Like I thrive on that. Like I I love that like I'm talking to you and I could I have great memories of Trinidad. Like I have crazy stories from Trinidad. Like okay, I don't even have that many Trini friends, but like the person who did my locks is a Trini woman. And I have stories because I I have opened my heart to like stuff. So I've gotten a chance to experience a piece of of things. So when you're talking about your the beauty of your thing, I can share in that thing. Yeah. You know, I can say, well, I know I have a little piece of it from this. And I could do that with so many cultures and people and that is so dope. And so like I, I love having that opportunity and I I, I don't want that to end. So I don't want to have a favorite. I just want to just keep doing it. Yeah, and enjoying every moment. Right. If right. someone was to visit Haiti, what's your like special secret spot that you would tell them to visit in Haiti? And what is like a must-try Haitian dish? Well, I love Cote d'Alcadan because that's where like all the crazy parties go down, like where like the diaspora is meaning home. I also love Port-au-Prince just because like that is like it like that is Haiti. I mean, it's a little bit more, you know, gutta out there. You gotta yeah. <laughs> not gonna just be not knowing where you're going or who you know where to go or have the right uh, advice. But um, I would definitely say I love Cote Zacadé because I've gotten to enjoy some crazy views at these beaches, like the Cameroon or Moulin Sommer, where I've shot Ponsard. Like these views with like the the mountain against the, the crazy cascade mountains against the sea is just like oh that sounds so pretty it's so like incredibly stunning and cap haitian i had one of the most electric shows of my life last year there i felt like i was in freaking ibiza that party was so hot it was on the beach crazy food people i mean the music was so diverse i mean in haiti they love afrobeat and they love like um uh, they love obviously compa and zouk. Well, not even mm -hmm. really zouk as much, but compa. They love Afrobeat. They love techno and like house music. Oh, so, like the okay. music at the parties is like, like you're in Ibiza. Like, you know, you're out there, and that party was crazy. I mean, and the be again where the 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 beach meets the the mountains. It's just, I mean, amazing. I would tell them definitely that. I mean, and what do you gotta eat? Anything that they serve you, eat it. That's what I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I mean, I love, I mean, the staple like that people know is guillo, which is uh, pork, but I wouldn't even say that, that Haitians would probably consider that the staple. Um, I love legume, that's like my favorite dish. 
okay. which is like a stew, like an egg. It's a it's a vegetable stew with they put like crab crab legs and meat in it. I make it like vegan when I'm at home because okay. I don't trust the meat like that here. But when I'm there, I eat anything. Chow, goat, pork, <laughs> pig, everything, everything, beef, <laughs> fish, conch, like shellfish. I don't care. Yeah. Okay. We went to, we, wait, I mean, we technically didn't go to Haiti, but on Uber Soko, we docked in Labadee, Labadee which was, yeah. that was, that's near, the, that's near Cap Haitian. Okay. Because the, the beach was really, really amazing there. So I keep saying that I want to go back to Haiti, you know, when all of this is over and actually Tell visit Haiti. To bring you. He, he knows his way around the party, the parties down there. <laughs> yeah. I've seen some of their videos and I'm like, this it's is a lot, crazy. even for a Trini. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a different type of a lot. I mean. In the 80s, those parties, like the beach parties, is like boats and like, like my boy Gilles, shout out to Gilles, he's an amazing promoter in Haiti. Like he's doing like excursions where people are all taking their boats to the private island and then they do the party and then they clean the island as like a social initiative. And then they like, yeah, it's like, it's it. I haven't gotten to go to the one or, you know, Noche Buena where they, or Noche Buena, I think the parties where they stay up all night on Christmas. I mean, Haitians party. We're like y'all, but y'all party. In a yeah. <laughs> I mean, Trini's I'll, party for like three weeks straight for carnival. I mean, oh, it starts Jesus. from January, but I can't keep up. I can't keep up, Jesus. I can't. Okay, so that's on my bucket list. Um, yeah. Do you have Do you have a bucket list? Like, is there anything that you really want to do? Like, two or three things that you really, really want to do? Oh my God, my bucket list is long. I have a lot of things I want to do. I would love to like contribute as like a, a, a like an educational. Like, I would love to like have a school for the arts for for students like where i went i would love to like um i would love to direct a choir you know a, a children's choir with music that i wrote and composed for them that's like two things that people wouldn't know that i want to do that i'd love to do i would love to you know sing in front of a massive you know massive choir for a massive initiative you know um i would like to learn languages i'd like to see more countries i'd I'd like to have a family one day, probably. You know, there's lots of things I haven't gotten to do that I hope I get to do. God I know it. you do a lot of philanthropy work. How do you think, I feel like people don't do enough, you know? So how do you think we can engage our community to give back more or to do more? Uh, I don't do enough either. We all could do more, you know? it's it's. I think it's by just realizing the plight of other people and having a... Uh, uh, an empathy for other people's plight, you know, like everybody's panties are in a bunch here in America because shit is on fire. And, I, and I'm like, what about the people in Haiti that's been dealing with this right. shit? And nobody gave it their whole lives. Yeah. Nobody was, nobody was too mad then, you know? So like we have to have more empathy within our ourselves as people, no matter who we are or how empathetic we are. Like you can have more empathy. You can have more care for other people. Yeah. You can have more you can really care more. Challenge yourself to care more. That's why me, I'm like, Black Lives Matter, okay. We, in my community, like, nobody's contesting that Black Lives Matter as far as we're on that. So let's right. dive in more. Like, let's eliminate colorism from our community. Let's stop making light-skinned bourgeois and dark-skinned bad. Let's stop acting like Black people are, have a hierarchy based on skin color, too. Right. Let's do the work, too, you know? So I think that it's, it's challenging. It's about challenging ourselves and like using our, our voices for things that we're passionate about. Like me, like I am passionate about like immigra immigration and immigrants and equal rights for women, 
and public health. And so, I, of course, I'm going to talk about that. But if you're like obsessed with like dogs or animals or, you know, the, the sea or, you know, global warming or whatever, you know, the teachers or nurses, like do yeah. stuff. Go out there and like do something. Like pick your or LGBT rights, gay rights, whatever mm -hmm. your thing is. Go, whatever you're passionate about, like people not like forgetting about or misinterpreting, like go out there and do something for them people. Yeah. Speak on behalf of them. Donate, talk. Because a little goes a long way. That's the thing that I think, I think a lot of people <laughs> fear that when they think of giving back, they think that they need to do something large and grand. But it's the littlest things, you know, that you can do for someone else, a kind gesture that makes a day. I remember there was a time that I was doing like these 12, you know, kind acts for the for the week or the month or something. And, you know, I put the $5 on the gas station pump for the next person. And I remember I sat in the car and I watched the person pick up the $5. And like, the, it was $5, but mm. the light in their eyes was just like, wow, somebody actually did this for me. You know, like as little as it was, it made their day a little bit better because they smiled, you know, so. That's right. You have to always lead with that kindness. Yeah. You seem to be, you know, very charismatic. And you, I feel like if I spent a day with you, I'd probably laugh, like, for the whole day because you have that kind of energy. So generally speaking, like, what are things, like, I guess what are things that make you smile? Like, you know, when you, when you think about something, like, what are things that make you smile? I know you love the water. So what else? I love the water. I love great food. And great wine and great music. I mean, Can you like, cook? Of course. Okay. <laughs> I don't think any greedy person can be greedy without knowing how to cook. <laughs> Facts. Right? At least now. At least being an adult. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If I have those things, I could be in any type of circumstance and still, like, go hard and rock hard and be feeling myself. Yeah. <laughs> Especially you add a view and, like, a, or a successful show night or, like, a day where somebody told me that, like, something that I took my time to do, like, positively impacted them, like. I'm rocking if I have those things. Yeah. Some good wines. Oh, and of course, some good coffee. I love Oh, you're a coffee head. I hate coffee. Oh. Yeah, I hate the smell of coffee. I just hate everything. about. I just do not like coffee. <laughs> I'm one of those people. I'm also one of those people that have never watched Game of Thrones. So, you know, I feel like I'm in my... I've home. never watched... Oh, good. I've never watched no Game of Thrones. <laughs> but no coffee, girl. I don't know about that. <laughs> Are you a red wine drinker or a um, white wine? Red. Red, red, okay. red, red, red. Okay. Red, yeah, red. Red it is. <laughs> red. I'm, I'm a Scotch, you know, Hennessy kind of girl. Trini. I had my Hennessy days, but oh Lord, I don't know. Hennessy days, girl. Yeah, the, mem the memories of those days will forever live on. A lot of people, I'm still going to demand this in Pali Creole. Oui, I'm going to Pali Creole, but elle, elle parle pas. I saw them asking like, if she speaks Creole. I'm like, yeah. she doesn't speak Creole. But that's so, okay. We can teach you. Yes, exactly. Okay, so if I meet a guy, you know, like I, I go somewhere and I meet a sexy Haitian guy, you need to teach me something that I could kind of like win him over. Like something subtle, but you know. I would just like talk to him real. Like I wouldn't say like, sac passe. I'd be like, Kijon, yeah. Like, Kijon? Kijon, oh. yeah. Qui Jean, oui. Qui Jean. Qui Jean. Ou. Ou. Ye. Ye. Qui Jean, ou ye. Qui Jean, ou ye. Qui Jean, Like, how are you? Okay. All right. Then drop a little Trini accent right after. Yeah, yeah. And then drop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Qui Jean, ou ye. Like, ask Qui Jean, ou ye. Like, how are you? Like, how are you? 
but also you drop it down and you say it in your sexy voice. Okay. Kijan Wee. Yeah, Kijan Wee. I'll let you know how this goes. Exactly. <laughs> Don't be like, Sac Passe. What does Sac Passe mean again? It means like what's good. Like what's oh, up? Oh, okay. Oh, that's like the downtown kind of. Sac. Yeah, Sac means what? Sac Passe is like happening. Okay. Oh, so it's like the urban slang, basically. Well, urban, the urban slang would be more like Sac Upset. Okay. That's more like what's good. That's okay. like what's good. Right. Like, what's up is like sac passé. Okay. Or qui qui j'ai oué? Jean ouyé. Qui j'ai oué? Okay. Ouyé. Ouyé. That's okay. yeah. That's more like how are you? Okay. Like, how is the person? How are you? Okay. Getting in tune. Like I really want to know how you're doing. Yeah. Sac passé is like a there. more shallow thing. Okay. Okay. Sac is like uh, that's more like how's the person like. I'm trying to check how, you. How you doing? Girl, my, my iPad is... Yes. <laughs> about to die down. Okay, so, I might well... I'll you in a few seconds. Finish this sentence for me. My love flows... Infinitely. <laughs> and on that note, I think that that's a perfect closing because... <laughs> Right now is a time of, you know, love and there's love. There's nothing else. Right now is a time of love. We need to show more love, share more love, be love, you know, That's just right. all of these things. So right. um, I love you for joining my yes, show today. Thank you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you for having me. And I can't wait to be kicking it with you in Trinidad on, on a... On the float. Yes, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're putting you in a costume, everything. You're going to be on the road. It's going to be a whole vibe. I need some roti. I need some doubles. I need all of that. I, I got some. you. I got you. 100%. I want to be in it. <laughs> and you stay safe and you stay well. And thank you, everybody, for watching us. I see somebody that's asked a question several times about Cabo Verde. Of course, I'd love to go there. I just have a song, side note, that dropped with a Cabo Verdean artist from Portugal this week. Go wow. check that out called paradise so that's dope hopefully we get to see all these paradises yes including your country cannot wait to get back to trinidad i, had I know time last time i was there yes really. thank you everyone for watching make sure you guys check out felicia ross's instagram it's at yes. the bottom my instagram is there as well you know check us out support yes. us and again yes be light felicia please stay exactly. safe in new york you are at ground zero right now um girl so please, please, please. Wait, that's yes. all right i'm gonna i'm gonna just keep shining with that love Exactly. Keep it healthy and, and keep myself healthy so I can be a productive member of society. Amen to that. But you have Amen. a beautiful and blessed evening and we'll talk you soon. Too. Everybody else do the same too. Yes, Bye.